0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Limited Upside Podcast. I'm Ben, joined by just Mike today. Mike took over hosting and running this podcast while I was in Iceland, which is uh, the close cousin to the moon. Yeah. It felt like I was in a different planet. Yeah. Is your um, Instagram public? Uh, no, it's not public, but but I, I, we could share something on Maybe. here. It, it can yeah. see, you can see you see where I was not watching basketball because I don't think TVs exist yet where I was. Um, <laughs> and I also not, need to say I, I apologize. I went to Iceland <laughs> recently. It's not that primitive. You've been to Iceland too? Yeah. Oh shit! Any, in the summer, right? Yeah, I went in yeah, the summer. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's a, it's an awesome country. The people were great, um, but did not get to watch much basketball due to the five hour time difference. So I came back to the states. Right into about the quarter way through the season mark, which is where we're at right now. Holy so, shit, already? Crazy how it goes, right? I know. I mean, but, the season started early, so that has
1: something to do with it. It's but, true. man, we're already at 20 games. And they do say that 20 games is like
0: where the trends are real. That's right. So with that in mind, since trends are becoming real, players should be getting more real now as well. We decided that we've already done the limited upside All-Stars where we pick people who probably won't be All-Stars. Or a couple guys that will, but mostly guys Mike and I like. Now we're going to do our projected actual all-stars. We think that the uh the stats are real, the trends are real and uh and ultimately if you don't know who the guys are at this point in the season, there might be a few players we miss here who have an a special next uh, month and a half.
1: Yeah. And, and It should we be miss clear.
0: Them. Yeah, it should be clear. The all-stars if the all-star game was today.
1: That's right. We're not right. projecting who the all-stars will be. It's the All-Star game, there's going to be a quarter All-Star game, like a mini All-Star yep. game. that And That's it right. starts today. And, and to we me, asked some of you also to give us uh, who you, make the case for your favorite players. Yeah. So we will read some of those responses.
0: Yep. Um, and, and I think Mike and I agreed on more than we'd like to, as Ugh. the theme of this podcast is that we don't always agree. Caveat, we were going to do something today that was going to be like prepping for the Wizards-Sixers game on Wednesday. But the Wizards play tonight. Sixers played last night, uh, today's Tuesday, so it didn't make as much sense. We'll talk about the Wizards' situation with Wall probably in another podcast, um, maybe even during this podcast when we break down potential All-Stars in the East. Yeah, let's see if he's there. And if John Wall's there, or maybe if some teammates of his so will be picking yeah. up the slack uh, on our list. Um, and and, uh, and I'm sure some Sixers will come up as well. Uh, No need to go over the game last night where LeBron James lifted his leg and marked his territory on the Eastern Conference like he tends to do when— Oh, God. They played so well. It was scary, right? It was pretty amazing. It sucks. It's also shitty because I've now watched them play against Boston, the Wizards, the Sixers, uh, explicitly those three games, where it's like LeBron cares more in those games. It's bullshit. He cares less against crappier teams, and those teams have a chance of winning— And then he opens up last night's game with a 13-0 run by himself. (laughs) Yeah, I do think there's some
1: qualitative differences besides LeBron that I've noticed, but that's for another time. I agree completely. Um, Just to review, by the way, remember that this year— Tell me the new rules, Mike. This year they are having team captains pick the teams, which I think is a nice change Mm -hmm. uh, after the crappy All-Star game we had
0: last year. It's an homage to the way that basketball teams are picked around the world.
1: Yeah, they're going to do—what's it? Shoot for it? At The yeah, beginning, they're right. gonna kind of everybody's gonna shoot free throws, and the first five people to make it will be on one team. <laughs> Is that how I, actually no, no, that's how it should work, be though, often, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe for them, it'll be like three pointers because it'll be a yeah. little harder. Yeah, certain so, guys who are terrible at free throws don't ever get picked. I guess, oh man, I know, Andre Drummond, like, but he's good do, at it now. Do you realize, like, how happy he'd be if he made his free throw? <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's right, I'm on the first team. Yeah. I mean,
0: unfortunately, my man Ben Simmons might not get picked, but uh, yeah, alas, yeah, yeah, Drummond, who was. <laughs> Been a breath of fresh air and was really, really good last night oh, on yeah. the 27th of November against the Celtics. He was crazy last night. I yeah, know.
1: we'll talk about Drummond plenty. So, anyway, yeah. the rules yeah. are
0: you get it's still going to be five,
1: 12 East, 12 West. We're still going to vote on like five starters from each conference. But instead of actually playing it out as East West, the leading vote getters for each conference are going to be the captains and then they're going to pick first from the pool of starters. Mm-hmm. That are left over, and then from the pool of reserves, Got it. and those are the teams. So, functionally, for our purposes, we're going <laughs> to pretend like this is any normal all-star game. Yep. We don't really care how they divide the teams up uh, until then. So, we still are looking at two starting guards, three starting forwards, two reserve guards, three starting reserve forwards, and two wild card choices per conference. Mm-hmm. So, in doing this exercise, I would say that six of the ten starters. Maybe five and a half, I think uh, six really, are Mm -hmm. no-brainers. Do you want to start in the West?
0: Because I think that's more interesting in some ways. Sure. So uh, in the West, and I guess we'll start here, Mike, do you have a surprise guard that you would have starting this year with James Harden? Because Harden's been the best, arguably the best player in the NBA this year other than LeBron. I can't believe you asked, Ben. Who do you have, Mike? So... (laughs) Just so we're gonna review the three starters, just so
1: everyone's clear that we're all sure on. Yes, James Harden, who I think at this point is probably the MVP of the
0: league, should be. Yeah, I mean, or with LeBron, whatever. In the idea that LeBron is always gonna be a candidate one or two, right. the other guy this year, like Russ was last year, is is James Harden,
1: probably sure. him. And then uh, Anthony Davis, and I would say Kevin Durant, even though he's sort of struggled with injury, it's yep. sort of hard not to have him there. That leaves one guard spot open. I'm gonna make the case that the guy who should feel that if the season ended today and
0: it was only about how they played this year is Damian Lillard. Okay. Make the case. I'll, I'll tell you that I'm more of that traditionalist who sees that Steph Curry is having another great season. Yeah, he's but still, look at his
1: three-point shooting. Not so
0: good. So recently far. been picking up significantly, but he had a slower start to the year. Our friends of ours, like uh, Mike Pina, were writing about how Steph might be declining, but that's okay. And, and it was actually a thoughtful piece, and he's probably right about that. to oh, some, some extent. But with that in mind, I, uh, I still have Steph there. He still has had uh, multiple 24-plus point quarters in the last week. Ah, uh, which just shows you that there's this guy who has this ability to shoot it at an epic level. And look, the instability on the Warriors this year has been because they didn't start off as great as they wanted. And Durant's been hurt. Uh, we both have him as an All Star, but he's been laboring. Um, his ankle is not 100. Um, percent And that that's a little bit concerning, I'd say. When you're a big man who's had foot injuries in the past, and then all of a sudden you got this like lingering ankle. Um, so I still have Steph there, but maybe that's just because I'm a I'm just a in Steph's uh, Steph corner and still see the. Peripheral stats. He's also having, I mean, Steph's PER is, like, highest it's ever been in his career. He's making better. No, no, his, it's not. It's, it's at 44 almost right I think now. you're looking at the wrong number. Oh, I am looking at the wrong one. Shit. Shit, it's not yeah. as high. So That's he, my ESPN rating. Damn it. Yeah, so he isn't, he's only
1: 37% from three, which is by far career low. I would yep. suspect that once up. February rolls around, like, he will be the second best guard in the west he is getting the free throw line a lot which is making up for his inability to shoot so i think (coughs) perhaps i have overrated his decline a little bit but i just think i look at portland and that team really does not have a lot of supplementary talent they've had injuries along their wing rotation they really are top heavy and yet lillard is still averaging 27 a game still uh, as the maestro of that offense, and we'll get to McCollum, who's another player I love they're they're i think thirteen and eight, twelve, and eight at this stage. uh let me double check that yeah, thirteen and eight they have the league's uh third best defense, hmm. which is kind of amazing to me. Uh, and I think there's a lot going on there. But one of the keys, I think, is that Lillard is still his amazing offensive self, and I think that he's become a better defender this year. I think like the, there's a lot of talk about Portland's scheme and sort of some of the ways that they're better with Nurkic in there as a defensive team, and sort of, and some of that. I think some of it is also just that Lillard and McCollum for
0: real now are playing defense. Is Lillard, so Lillard's a better player this year than last year? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll concede that. I mean, I, I've only gotten to watch the Blazers play twice, when they played the Sixers and when they played uh, Brooklyn. And, again, only through the game highlights and, and the clips I was able to watch, I was away. But uh, those games of defense was not as strong. I'll, I'll say this. Like, I love the idea of Damian Lillard, I think, and I was mentioning this before the podcast, but, like, the national NBA audience loves him. He's a darling of the NBA, and mm-hmm. for the right reasons, right? He seems like he's... Uh, he protects his city. He like you know he wants to be the face of the team, the franchise, the city. All those things that, that you look for. Accepts it and and does a great job of being an ambassador of all those things. And apparently he's a great teammate. It seems like people love playing with him. It yeah. doesn't seem like you have like people who are like oh you know our shoot first guard, which you do see in other cities. Won't name any, but Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> and um, where um, where you know there's maybe some discontent about about how that. Um, You know how that flows and and he does it with another guard like you mentioned in McCollum who needs to get his touches and needs to have the ball in his hands. They're such a fun duo to watch because they are are like kind of –
1: they are kind of both solo artists that somehow have made it work Mm -hmm. together. Like it's not like – I I don't know how many – I'm not sure that – I'm going to double check this step. I don't think like they have a lot of assists to each other this year it's not like they're setting each other up a lot but they they're able to function so well anyway within the flow of that offense so Lillard is uh getting to the line more this year which I think is another big improvement he's still shooting a ton of threes uh not quite as high on those shots right now percentage-wise I think that'll improve but I mean I think the big thing for me is defensively I think he's really made a jump and this is the knock on him in his entire mm-hmm. career, and he's never going to be a great defender. But I just I think both of those guards have really worked a lot harder on that end, uh, in ways that I think are underappreciated when talking about the team's defensive improvement. Mm-hmm. And so I think I give him credit for that because for me, the thing that always held me back with with Lillard was that end of the floor. You know, he was a really good offensive player. I wouldn't argue that he's a better player than Steph. I think he's just having a better all-around season if you cap the lead, the, the date right today. Okay. And so yeah. the big knock was the, can he defend uh, at a better level? Can he be less of a liability? And I think he's really finally taking some pride in that end. Yep. So I, I want to reward him by giving him that spot. I think Curry is a fine choice. Uh I think it's really between those three. I don't think Russell Westbrook's had the year to measure up, and I can't really think of anybody else who belongs in that discussion for the the final guard starting yeah. guard spot.
0: Yeah, there's no other guard there. That brings us to the final starting forward spot, which I think is actually quite a challenge. All right, so we locked in uh, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. I have um – I have Boogie Cousins on there hmm. um, who started off the season gangbusters. He slowed down a little bit, um, but part of that's because AD has, has picked up the slack. And, there, again, there's a solo artist playing in tune together thing with them as well. Um, from the I fun. think that they're
1: more synergistic, though. I think yeah, in I, a weird way, they sure. actually like kind of help each other out a lot more
0: than the two Portland guards Maybe directly. helping each other more, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a weird thing that— that, but, yeah, they, they work really well together.
0: Yeah, and so I, I have cousins there. I also kind of just like – I like the idea of those guys being together uh, in the All-Star game there, <laughs> yeah. showing that, like, it kind of worked and, and we've both been able to maintain our own success. I mean, the, the one thing, um, you know, you'd like to see more um, of with Boogie is, like, look, the <laughs> the Pelicans are an up-and-down team. And I think that a lot of the times their instability and or I should say their um, lack of consistency comes from the emotional – <laughs> instability of boogie you don't say uh, and that's something that's just part of what you get with him um it's it's weird that 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 might not ever really grow out of of who he is as a person and it could ultimately hold him back for, for the entirety of his career to some extent but um I love when they're playing good basketball. They've also been in flux with whoever the point guard is now for, right. for it weeks. It should not be
1: Rondo, No, by it, the it way. can't
0: be Rondo. It's foolish that they keep trying that I, out.
1: Every time I watch it, I'm like, please take him out. Yeah. Please take him out. Please you don't take him, him, him out of the game. He is so, he's so pointless on that team if Boogie's going to be it, point Boogie. Exactly. <laughs> like,
0: he's not going to be the rebound, <laughs> and he's not going to be shooting it, so then he doesn't need to be in the game. Right.
1: Like, what's his? Yeah, yeah. and they play so much better when Eton uh, Moore's in it. Yeah. I mean, right now they're playing all three of those. Guards together, which is a little weird, but yeah. I think that's by necessity. Anyway, Agreed. Agreed. so you have Boogie. So, yeah. what are who are the other options? Because I have someone else, and I, I think this one was one I really struggled with.
0: Sure, the other options instead of Boogie would be uh Anthony Towns, Jokic. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, Blake Griffin now may be out for a while. Yeah, so I yeah think because that- Lonzo hurt him. I'm just kidding. Lonzo <laughs> did not hurt him. That was Austin Rivers. That was really bushly by Doc. Really? Well, I don't was- know uh, Quick aside, I don't hold Doc Rivers to any type of high regard when it comes to how he throws players under the bus, or protects his own kids' value, and, you know, all those little things frustrate me yeah. about Doc. But last night, blaming in any way, shape, or form Lonzo Ball for knocking austin rivers then into blake griffin's knee like that's such a, a convoluted way of being like i'm frustrated and i'm looking for an outlet yeah so, so here,
1: here's the actual quote just so we're being fair to doc okay. lonzo was just trying to make a play but he went in usually he went in and usually when someone goes in that hard they call it but i think lonzo knocked someone to blake and it was like a trigger effect what can you do
0: yeah well don't bring it up like that
1: just that's like, a man that's a sign that's the uh those are the words of a man who realizes that his team is a sinking ship. His time is probably running out in that city, whether by his own accord or by his owner's choice. Yeah. And he's just like in denial about that and he wants to find a reason yeah. it, to feel, make himself feel better that it's not... A much, it's not a bigger problem. It was just misfortune. Did Lou Will caught. have 42 last night? Did he? I don't know. I didn't yeah. watch that game, I, I just saw the play.
0: I still love Lou Williams.
1: I, yeah, I don't, can't help not that, an all star though. So Blake, no, Griff- no, so, Blake Griffin would be on that list. I mean, is there anyone else you yeah, might, Lamarcus? Yeah, I mean— Those are are the only ones I can think of. Because right now we have a gap because normally that third spot is just Kawhi Leonard. That's right, that's right. And he hasn't played—yeah, LaMarcus would be an interesting choice. I think he's had a really strong year. Yeah, he has.
0: I mean, he's he's the best player on a good team, and they've restructured their offense to go through LaMarcus instead of through uh, Kawhi. And then at the same time, he's helped buoy players who are really getting their first actual NBA minutes— you know, substantial minutes like, uh you know, uh, Kyle Anderson and um, Murray, uh, you know, he's playing with role guys. There was no Parker until last night. And so I, I like what Aldridge has done. I still think Cousins has been a better player this year. Hmm. Um, would you have Aldridge as your starter? That's a good question. I just looked at Aldridge's uh, way up in
1: free throw rate, way up in three-point rate. He is no longer, whatever the talk that they had over the summer with him and Pop has worked, he's no longer sort of just doing the way he's comfortable with playing. I think that there's been a lot of, there has been a compromise there. Still very strong defensively. Uh, I think he's been a much more aggressive
0: rebounder this year as opposed to last year. It feels more like Portland Aldridge. It does. But, because he's a guy who the rest of his game feeds off of his offensive touches. Right. He feels more involved defensively. He feels more inclined to grab that big rebound, and challenge that block. Yeah. But he isn't just. Portland Aldridge like that he has given something too. like Mm -hmm, he is mm -hmm. no
1: he there he's catching the ball not just on one block I don't know exactly what his block versus block stats are but I think there's been a change he's shooting a few more threes he's making a few more decisive moves inside I think he has again it's sort of been a give and take in that case so you know I think at this point because Towns is still so bad on defense which is like something I'm still am baffled by.
0: It's his physical body. He he Do you think that's it? I I watch him and I think it is. He's smart as hell. He he works really hard. I'm sure he studies film like I mean he's all, under Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, he's so, playing like, under Tib. He should be the right coach. He's for got this. other pretty good defensive players around him and Jim, Well, and Jimmy Butler at least. In theory, in at theory. least. In theory, yeah. his team is not good at it, but yeah, it 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 seems to be that physically his body rejects the defensive crouch and then ultimately he's he's a uh, He's a thinner, lower-bodied guy, which is an interesting thing for playing. What do you his, mean by thinner, lower-bodied? He's not a really strong person. He's young. He's like a young body build still. You think he looks strong? Maybe yeah, like his upper maybe body does. So his lower body is, yeah, is like not he, great. he's easily moved out of position, which is a big is a, is a problem. Right. Things I've noticed you what you can watch Aldridge get the position he wants on Carney Towns, yeah. and they're not too different in build. I think his uh,
1: his quick twitch muscles don't quite work as you would expect hmm. someone of his uh, physical tools do. I mean, he he just kind of looks a little bit dazed. Yeah, yeah, kinda. yeah. How he like carries yeah. himself, like he just is trying to do too much, trying to process too much, you know, at, at once, and he he reacts like a beat slower than he should to really everything from how he covers a pick and roll to how he works off ball and kind of how he surrenders
0: position on the glass. Do you think part of that though is because maybe this ties into that mentality that we've talked about before is like he cares so much, right? He puts so much weight on his own shoulder. Might be. I'm sure he puts, but I'm saying part of that same ilk is that he, he probably does prepare a lot preps knows what yeah. you know tendencies are so you that think he's it's not like too th- much in his head too much thinking not enough just playing reacting it might be um I'm just I've expecting. wondered that too with
1: Thibodeau and whether it's like maybe not the best match just because they're both so thorough but both could use like a little bit of more inst- instinct but it's regardless it's bizarre and I think it's enough to bump him out of that third spot I had Jokic in there originally but I took a second look back at how Aldridge has played this year and I think at this point I would give Aldridge a nod
0: okay so then, your reserves in the West, like my reserves in the West, would then be Lillard, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, Blake, but someone will probably be in there for him if he's uh, out for an extended period of time. Uh huh. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge and Clay. Yeah. So I would then, yeah, Jokic,
1: Towns, uh, you have Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Do not. I have Boogie also as well. I think (laughs) he's an all star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I actually have five guards. After that, I don't. (laughs) I don't have Blake Griffin. I think after a hot start, you know, it's just too hard for him to score. He doesn't even when healthy. He doesn't get easy buckets anymore. Like you can tell, his explosiveness is not there. He cannot just back you down and like. I think his true shooting percentage is below the league average.
0: Like he's just not an efficient player. A lot of ISO ball though too. And and look, he he has to create his own shot for the first time in his. Right, Real career and here. And he's no not way. explosive enough to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, how many times have you seen him sort of back in and just like – he's almost doing, you know, like the mellow where it's like <laughs> he's trying to power up through you and he, right. he's just getting missing shots at the rim. Yeah. That's like his thing. And, it, you know, three-point shots improve, but it's not like oh, – still not like, holy shit, yeah, he's, he's, he's a still marksman. Like, you'd
0: like him to settle for that.
1: Right. Yeah. And he's going to have a, they don't have guards. And yeah, I don't know. It's not a big surprise. I, I just think that contract is already aging terribly. So, uh, so who are your guards? Uh, so yeah, Curry and Westbrook would be two. And then I think it's a really tough conversation between four players and uh, for two spots. I would say Clay Thompson, who I think is having another terrific year. You know my feelings on him. Yep. I think he's the most underrated player in the NBA, <laughs> most underappreciated player in the NBA. Although didn't he's- exactly shine in his, uh, auditioned to be a lead guy <laughs> last, <yesterday>, night. <laughs> last night against the Kings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he's shooting uh, 46% on three, still doing his thing. I think he's underrated as a dribbler and passer off movement phase uh, in the background. I know he's, and he's obviously a great defender. Yeah, So he's sort of the uh, analytic or sort of the um, analytic favorite. Do you have McCollum? So I think what I'm ultimately going to go with is clay and, at this point, because I don't know health wise where the ladder is at, I would pro- I think I'm going to pick McCollum over Mike Conley, and then the other guy who should be in the conversation who's been out for a while and now is
0: looking awesome is Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, five straight games over twenty threes for them. Yeah, oh, for which are the five games he's been back. So <laughs> I'm I'm just going to throw this thought out there, and I,
1: I just want to leave it here and see what readers think. Like, are we sure that the the rock the Warriors are? Significantly better than the Rockets. It's, it's certainly a, um, a conversation now. Yeah. I think it's a. I'm not saying that like they, the Rockets are better or yeah. like they're on equal footing, but I think we need to start opening ourselves up to the idea that maybe like these are the two best teams and the, that, this, that I'm pretty sure of. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, and this would actually be a, a legit playoff series.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we need to see more of what Chris Paul does with this team, but they right. yeah, they, they look. Uh, it looks like it makes sense, and then the other part would be that Eric Gordon's having a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy who you know he was not he's not going to be an All Star because he's probably faded back into his six man role now, but like he's been fantastic and yeah. he gave them what they needed to to uh, you know weather the storm while Chris Paul was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capella has been really good, but part of that's because he's like the perfect role piece. To yeah. James Harden and to Chris Paul.
1: I mean, Tucker and yeah. uh, Bamute have been terrific. Yeah, so, I think as well.
0: So, I yeah. mean, they,
1: they, they have the parts. Yeah. And like, there definitely has not been any problems with Harden and Paul getting no. along. I mean, that has been a, anyway, that's a separate conversation. Right now, I think Conley, I think when he was healthy, was having a better year, but he was hurt. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to give CJ the nod. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And, and look, I love McCollum's game too. Um, big fan of CJ. He was horrendous against the Sixers the other night, but that's because he always plays poorly when he comes back into the, the home turf. Yeah. Um, no, he didn't have a great game. But yeah. I just – he's just so fun to yeah, watch. He's, great. He, he's he, a great player, man. He He is
1: – he gets so much of his offense on his own, and yet you cannot stop him. He's shooting like 50 percent on threes this year, which <laughs> might come down a little, but he's just – He's one of those players that I appreciate because a lot like, um, I think Otto Porter is kind of similar. They're just like some players
0: are good three-point shooters and some players are good shooters, and I think there's a difference. If you had to guess, Mike, who is the most likely, most deserving player who's going to be snubbed from this Western Conference All-Star team this year? Uh,
1: yeah, I think um, there's a chance that I think one of those two Blazers is probably your best bet. I'm not Perfect. sure which one. It's the one that they always.
0: It always ends up that way. I love that it. It just like a constant um, flow of chips on shoulders for the Portland Trail Blazers. Like, and here, it here's kindly, another one.
1: Yeah, if Conley doesn't come back and the Grizzlies continue to f- go into a tailspin, I think we can talk about Fizzdale another time.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll, but, we'll have uh, we'll have Joe. Uh, what was it Joe Mannix? Uh, Mullenex. Yeah. yeah, he'll come on and he'll give us the. <laughs> uh, uh, the sad, on, the sad, sad Grizzlies uh, right. story. But, um, but like
1: with Kawhi injured, and then with Marcus Sewell not being quite as good as he is, like I don't really see uh, a another forward that really belongs in the conversation. Nope. Uh, I'm looking to see if there are any readers that have submitted.
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing for the West. Um, all Eastern Conference. A lot of Eastern. East. I mean, Jimmy Butler. We're not even talking about because it's just not been very good. I guess.
1: I guess. Oh, you know the other the other guy that we haven't talked about at all yet, and um, hmm. maybe this will change is Paul George and Mello. Yeah, I mean, we, we haven't we, mentioned, we didn't just, mention them at all, and I nope. I don't think either has played an All Star level this year, nope, but nope. that can kind of change, and they would probably bump some
0: forward out of the mix i guess but paul george just hasn't been efficient he hasn't been shooting well he's you know very tra- inconsistent you're talking about a guy who's averaging 20 points but he has like wiggins box scores from last year where it's 20 points and nothing else well he's defending on like wiggins yeah but sure but yeah. sure well paul, the defense is paul george's best attribute on the basketball court he's a yeah. very very good defender but when he's not shooting threes well and this is something you'd mentioned uh, in podcasts before so credit to you like you kind of overrate his shooting ability sometimes. And now it's it's like on full display, night in, night out now. Well, he's a good shooter, but he doesn't take good shots all the time, right? Well, those are important. Yeah, important attribute for a shooter. Well, we a good we shot. can talk a lot about the Thunder. Yeah. We talked a lot about the Thunder last
1: time. Yeah, but yeah. Those
0: yeah. are the other guys that are not. And then like, really you know, like in the conversation. We want guys like Devin Booker to continue to take steps forward, but he hasn't been there. No. Um, yeah, Brandon I mean, that, Ingram. No. No, I but think I like. It's too but early I do, I do think Ingram's been. Um, been a nice surprise this year. Like he, he's definitely taking steps, and I think that his the end result for Brandon Ingram, we'd have no idea what it is. Still, he's really taking steps that I didn't necessarily foresee right away. And then obviously, like you know, your Gobert injury. Oh, there's yeah, that an all-star knocked out another down. guy as well. Um, so that's the West. Um, the East, like the you know, thematically aligning with this season, the East is more interesting somehow yeah, than the West. It really is, and they're also. I believe, as of yesterday, and it could have changed. I don't know which games happened last night, but the East has a better record. They were 63-59 mm-hmm. and 59 against the West heading into this week. I believe they still do, yeah. Which is crazy. When you think about that this past off season, we had legitimate NBA insiders, people who respect and know the game better than everybody, making arguments that we should get rid of the conferences. Yeah. <laughs> that this is, blow it up. And then they had the traditionalists being like, well, there are ebbs and flows to this. Remember the 90s. Things like that. Right. But we here we are. You may finally have the. We may finally
1: be at the point where the East is coming back. I think they are. I mean, I look at There's these All Star conference too. That's for sure. More parity. That's for sure. I think um, the West still has the two best teams in the league.
0: Yeah, by far. and when Kawhi comes back, probably the, the three, three best, best teams yeah. in the league, and then um, we'll
1: see what if Oklahoma City can get it together. Yeah, uh, but
0: let's let's do the East, and I want to start uh, again with the guards. So again, we have three, I think, starters for real that are like obvious here. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would say. So the second guard is really interesting Agreed. conversation okay. uh, because here, are, here are your candidates in no particular order. Um, Demar Derozan, I think, is having another great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the two Wizards, um, those guys are in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kemba Walker quietly having a great year. We can talk about Oladipo in a second, mm-hmm. and then. Your man, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, yeah. who I think would be a guard, would he not? <laughs> he is a guard, yes. Like that, would, he would classify as a guard he's for a, the purposes of the All Star vote. He's a guard. So mm-hmm. that I think is, I think that runs down who really belongs is in the, you know, I guess yeah. you could argue some of the Detroit players, but I think that's more in the front court. Um, it is front court, yeah. For me, yeah, at I mean, least. who
0: else? I, I think that's really. I mean, the, they split their they timeshare at point guard between Jackson and Ish. Well, Jackson, I think, is a better player. But anyway, we can talk about Detroit. He's definitely a better player, but it's just getting like 20 a game. Yeah, okay. All right. So, and then I guess the only other, like Dragic. No. No, not. We're really. Not yet, but the Heat are definitely the team who could go on like the run here. And by the time the All Star game happens, we've, you know, fucked this up and we should have put Dragic on there or Whiteside on there. I don't think they will, but that's just (laughs) me. All right. So, I know. So that's our candidate
1: list really so who's your number 2 guy
0: all right so i have ben simmons starting at okay at uh <laughs> obviously i'm a homer but we're looking at the total game here we we talked about how lillard's defense has evolved right we we've mentioned here how cat's defense hasn't quite picked up yet well simmons is a defensive and this is probably something that no one even realized uh or at least would be his his best attribute most immediately in the nba but he is uh he's a 1 through 5 savant i mean he really guards He gets low and has enough initial foot speed to guard guards, and he's big enough and strong enough to guard bigs. He's given the Sixers a lot of... um, Positional flexibility when it comes to the lineups that they run out there, of which a lot of them I don't agree with sometimes, but that's just my one. Well, they kind of have with this, Brett Brown. Uh, they
1: have like this hockey line
0: change 100%, sort of type of thing where they like everybody plays in like four minute spurts or six five minute spurts. Yeah, and game. sometimes Ben Simmons is surrounded by four guys who no one in the rest you know, the rest of the NBA who doesn't follow the Sixers could even name like I mean, Timothy Lawal with Caraway Cabarro am Sorry, I right, get my. TLC is just what he goes by to me. Um, With that in mind, I have Simmons starting there. His numbers are great. The the actual box score stats are great. But he's also shooting a really high percentage around the basket. And he is a big reason why this Sixers team is overachieving and is one of the talks of the Eastern Conference. Plus... Of the NBA in general. Plus, like, the Sixers have had the most difficult schedule in the NBA to date. He got thrown right into the fire with two Warriors games, two Houston Rockets games. They've already played the Cavs. They've already played the Celtics. They've already won on the road in Detroit. So, like, he's only played against, at this point, good teams, more or less, with the exception mm-hmm. of, like, an Orlando game here and there, right? Um uh they you know they beat indiana who's a good team. So the sixers have played tough teams with a predominantly road schedule. Another thing that's not always easy for rookies. Uh and Simmons has looked like um you know one of the classes of the eastern conference so far. So I have him starting with Kyrie. Um so you have Simmons. Okay, just uh yeah.
1: I just want to see if anyone else had made the case Yeah. for Ben. Um yeah, most of just our friend T M Morning saying he definitely deserves a spot on the team, but Yeah. starter. I mean, I don't – so so I don't – John Wall is not hurt, and I don't think he's had his best year. I mm-hmm. think he's out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. For starter. For starter. Yep. Um, I would say DeRozan is still having a nice year. He's not having as good a year as last year. That team is having a better year. I think subtly they've made him more of the, yeah. the lead guy. And now he's taking a back seat. Yeah, and now they're shooting more threes and moving the ball better. I think it's another one of those players that's sort of making – winning improvements rather than statistical improvements mm-hmm. so he's there bradley beal right now i think also like he's been the wizards best player by far yeah. the only thing that there are two things that hold him back one is that um he's not shooting especially well i don't think his shot selection has been great uh he's shooting fine but like he's only at 37 percent from three which he's been higher uh He's getting to the rim really well and finishing, which is right. key. The other problem for Bradley Beal, and this is a problem for the entire team, is that he's sort of <laughs> melted down in Crunch Time very famously a few times. So,
0: yeah, he, he gets going <sighs> so fast in Crunch Time. It's like a, yeah, well, it's the like whole, a fast forward button. Yeah. The whole team. I, I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, we don't have to talk about um, it. So, so let's, let's start. So, those here. are your candidates, right? Like, so I would say really- Old Depot and Kemba could be right in that conversation as well. I mean, there's not much yeah. differentiating them from Beal and uh, from... Uh, You're probably right. I think uh, Kemba, I think, has very quietly had another amazing he's, start. He's the un- he's basically the Lillard of the of the East who is just Except like, he made an All-Star. Except team. he's made an All-Star. But he's, he's <laughs> constantly underrated in some capacity. And his team shows it. When he's off the mm. court, Charlotte is bad. But that's also because they have no backup. That's a good point. Well, that's they on the like, Charlotte
1: Hornets to have a better backup. Yeah, they have right. like, no backup. Okay, so... Yeah. When you look at those as the candidate lists, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that nuts to say that Ben Simmons should start. It's definitely not like hyperbolic
0: yard. or anything. It's just sort I of like I don't think a, it's that crazy.
1: I hate that I'm thinking this, but I really don't think it's that nuts. I, I would probably lean to Rosen or Beale, but it's not that
0: wild of an opinion. But he's for sure an all-star for you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. 1,000%. So let me get to this part of this question, because I I have Beal uh, as an all-star as well, and yep. I have Kemba as an all-star. Okay, this is where it gets a little tough for me. But, Mike, do you have John Wall? No.
1: On your... Go on. Uh, just <laughs> He hasn't had a great year uh, this year so far. He's not shooting the ball well. I think he uh, has been really up and down. He's obviously clearly struggling with injuries. He was struggling even... Before he got shut down. I mean, so keep I in mind,
0: this comes out of last year's playoffs where the conversation was is John Wall the best point guard in the NBA? Because he was freaking yeah. fantastic in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, last he year. just, I don't think he's played to that level yet. Yeah.
1: I think his uh, decision making hasn't been graded. Clearly, he, I mean, his shooting is just really yeah. a problem. I think, I do think that, that the knee problems show up in a lot of places. What's They're, the
0: exact, in, like, what, what are we working with here? He's got a PRP
1: injection, kind of oh. like what, um, I think Paul Millsap had, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they're hoping that stems the tide. But you know, John, he's had a history of these yep. problems, um, and I think I also think that there is something to be said about how Beal and Porter are taking the next step up. And yet, I don't know if the team's pecking order always is accommodating that. I think it's still a little too much of sort of taking turns and not playing well together, not recognizing the improvement that those guys have made. Hmm. Some of that falls on wall. And so I, I think it's health. I think he's it, yeah. likely – if he can recover, I imagine he'll be on the team. But right now I don't think he's played as one of the five or six best guards in the East. I think Beal has been better than him. And yeah. I think most
0: people who have watched the Wizards yeah. would say the same thing. Yeah. So I, I have um – um my, I will call it. I have four guards and three forwards as the. Uh, well, who's your last forward f- starter? Because I was amazed oh. that you did not pick the person who I thought. Yeah, was. so I have. Even though he was put in a little tiny handbag and, uh, and and made into a little stuffed animal doll by Joel Embiid, I have Drummond as my starter. Do you remember when they played earlier in the year? Yeah, I do. Put him in. His I pocket. mean, Drummond
1: is having. A, it's, it's great to see him playing so well. I think. Yeah there's sort of a cascading so, so, effect that uh his free throw improvement has had on the the rest of his game he's yeah. he's playing understanding his role i just i love watching the team play in general but man i yeah, how I mean, look, can I, it not be chris porzingis
0: well chris Thaps is another guy who um i have him on my my team here the reason i've Drummond uh, up there is because Port, i think detroit's probably been the biggest surprise in eastern conference so far this year maybe aside from the sixers in indiana two teams who i don't think people thought would be this good um or however good they are. But I think that Drummond's ability to stay on the court, which was always sort of one of the knocks against him, like, yeah, he's really good. I'll give you maybe a potentially 20 and 20 game, but he won't play in the last five minutes. That's gone. So that knock now, is, you know, and being able to truly make a shift. How many big men have we talked about? If they could only shoot a free throw, if they could only learn how to do it differently. Let's let's settle look, down. He's I, at
1: 62%. He's not like— That's 20% better I know than that. That's a it's, crazy improvement. It's
0: a great improvement.
1: I'm just saying, like, it's not like he's a good free throw shooter. No, but he I, is, he's— just not totally
0: embarrassing. Yeah, but that's huge. All right, look, if I'm going to be 100% honest, of course Joel Embiid should be the starting center. Right. He's the best center in the NBA. It's not even close. <sighs> it's not even close. It's not even close. With that in mind— Do you think he's—what do you consider Anthony Davis— Anthony Davis is the
1: power forward on that. Okay, then what do you consider boogie? He's a power forward. (laughs) I see this is like (laughs) you're cheating, man. What do you (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, hold on. Front court. They're all front court
0: players. Okay, um, but then why not? I mean, to me, it's obviously Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps recently has been hitting that usage wall we talked about earlier in the year. Like, he can't do this. His body is not ready to be a 35% usage rate guy or whatever he's at. Like, it's already lower back issues, ankle issues, elbow issues. His whole body become like a hot spot. And mm-hmm. yeah, part of that is so. because he's just not physically there yet. Even though his game is fantastic, I love Kristaps. You could easily, for me, you could easily start Kristaps um, over Drummond or Embiid over Drummond. My thought is they're all going to be on this team, so I have yeah, Drummond. yeah, they're all going to be on the team. For sure, I have Drummond starting. My my rep- or my uh, front court and uh, back court uh, subs are Oladipo and Kemba at quote unquote guard. Uh, Beal as one of my other wild cards. And then I have Embiid, Horford, Porzingis and Kevin Love as my yeah, front court players. Let's talk
1: through some of these decisions. Okay. Um, who
0: who do you have that uh, that I don't? Well, so I actually think I have
1: almost the same team, <laughs> okay. but uh, there were tough calls here. One sure. is that is Horford versus a few other guys. Um that I think are worth talking about. So I think the no-brainers here are Drummond and uh, Porzingis and those three. Mm-hmm. I think Bradley Beal is a no-brainer. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say – I know we'll have to talk a little bit more. About, I think those are the only no-brainers. I think Kevin Love is a – I would put him on my team fairly clearly. I think he, he's super underrated in a lot of ways. So yeah, he is. Now we have three more spots left. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, you have no bigger Al Horford fan than me, so I support <laughs> that you put him on the team. Thanks. Um I do think that you have to think a little bit about—he's um, faded a little bit, but Aaron Gordon, I think, deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, Dwight Howard, honestly. I was the way thinking was about playing, too. Yeah. It's not worth thinking. It's kind of worth thinking about him. Tobias Harris uh, is someone that a number of people have yep. brought up. Pina
0: shot us that. Tobias um, yeah. Harris started off gangbusters. He's actually been, had a really good game last, last oh, he's amazing, but, but he's also
1: just like sort of shooting the ball extremely well, and I like the way he's playing, but mm-hmm. I'm not— I'm not sure. I said Aaron Gordon, um, and then Otto Porter. Otto. So who? Let's let's say that Otto makes it. Who does he make it over? Well, see, that's Kevin the thing. Love? I mean, you'd have to take him over Lover Horford. I don't think that he's been. I mean, Horford is the no stat all star to me. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's the second best impact, player
0: on the best team in the NBA. I think
1: so you far. can make an argument that he makes the most of an impact, but that's a whole separate yeah discussion. Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, I just don't think there's really space for him, but I think um, I would probably take Love over and Horford over those guys, but I think that's where you'd have a question. Yep. Um, And Aaron Gordon, I think, is also deserves some recognition, even with the Magic struggling. At the guard spots, again, let's go back to our initial conversation. Let's say that Simmons is on the team, whether you start him or not. Let's say DeMar DeRozan is. And then you basically have now DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Kemba Walker, Victor Oladipo, uh, and then... Yeah, I guess you could say Doran Dragic, but I think that's really where you're at right now. And John Wall. Yeah, who and John Wall, who's um, probably not going to make it. Who we both said I think doesn't deserve it. Now, Oladipo, to what degree do we think that Oladipo is actually going to keep this up?
0: All right. <laughs> well, earlier in the year, I would have said Oladipo sucks and that there's no way that he'd have been an all-star. And that means before the season started, because that's how I felt about him for most of his career. Um Look, he's averaging seven more points a game this year, roughly the same amount of assists and about a full board a game more. In a role where he's... uh, It's not just that he's the primary guy. It's that there's been injuries. Like He had to deal with no Turner for a few weeks. He had to deal with Simonis being hurt for a little bit. He had to deal with being thrust into a completely new position, different than he was in in Orlando and obviously different than he was in in Oklahoma City. Um, I watch him play, and it's not just the the... The data, the numbers here, Mike, it's like he looks confident. Like He looks like a leading guy on this team. Um, He's so athletic, and that's something that's always been there. But he's actually controlling his athleticism now. Um, Yeah, I think Oladipo is going to make the team. Um, I think it's going to be – he won't even be fringe But when it's all said and done. I'd say that he's like on a sustainable clip playing for a team that somehow is playing sustainable basketball. I don't know. Pacers defy logic to me, and he's kind of like the catalyst for that. Yeah, um, I mean they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, so yeah, he, and he's a lot of fun to watch in his own right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, sure. Oladipo an all star for me, and I <laughs> guess it's going to keep up. I I forgot how looking at his just his uh, um, weight and height here, he doesn't play like a six four two ten guy. He he plays bigger, much bigger, and I like that. Yeah, I think he probably deserves the spot. <laughs>
1: At the end of the day, I mean, at this point, um, reluctantly. I mean, the problem is that a lot of the things you say apply to Kemba Walker as well. Yeah. Now, would you? I mean, clearly, you think Old Depot's having a better season than Bradley Beal is. I think he's certainly shooting the ball
0: better and probably and getting more shots. Um, but has, I held Beal in a higher regard coming in, than coming into the season. That's like, I've true. I've always too. found Beal to be like right there, about to be a you know an all-star superstar player. I didn't think that was Oladipo's trajectory. Right. So, there's part that's part of my bias. You know, I mean, the more time passes the more you realize that this might really be
1: I the thing that continues to come back to is that is he going to continue to shoot 46% on threes and that's sure. a probably no. <laughs> and his his free throw rate is up a little bit. Um his, his... he's shooting fewer threes in fact. I mean, obviously he's getting more shots. Uh, the way they play, he he's uh fitting in really well with that i think it's sort of a right place right time type yeah. of thing his usage rate's
0: just under 30 right now this yeah, year Yeah, i mean you he's know, it's, he's it's, getting a lot of shots his highest in orlando was 23.9 i mean so he's he's it's he yes he's getting more shots he's directly affecting the offense more um his per is obviously you know through the roof compared to what it had been previously yeah. in his career so all those like peripheral stats they're great but it's it's more that you know he's He's on a team who I thought was going to be one of the five worst in the NBA, and they're not just fun to watch and competitive. They're, like, winning basketball games because of the strength of Old Depot in the fourth quarter. And, like, that's yeah, a crazy thing. Yeah, that stuff thing. can fade sometimes. For sure. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, if we're doing this as the season
1: ends today, I think he kind of has to be there. And I yeah. think that would leave Kemba off the team to yeah. me. And I, I don't know. I guess the, the the question is do you – yeah, I don't know. I mean – I think you probably have to put him on the team at this stage with the way he's playing and leave Kemba off. And that's that's a tough one. And, and that hurts, yeah. You know, so just to, that's to review. Do you want to, why don't we read out some cases that our friends sent us um, yeah. on Twitter? You can tweet at us at limited underscore upside. We basically asked people to give a prompt. And I also asked um, some of our folks on, uh, Folks in Slack and the NBA team uh, to do this. So do let's let's start with. Um, I like this. This response was cracked me up. Um, Is it the one from Jake? Jake yeah. Hershorn writes, uh, "Robin Lopez because he's trying his best and deserves have to have something nice happen to him." <laughs> they, uh, I'm not going to read that second part. But, um,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not. It's just an it's just an analogy. You can read they it. Treat, they compare him to a Make a Wish kid. Yeah, it's not it's not poo pooing Make a Wish Foundation uh, <laughs> per, re, per, uh, participants or, or uh. recipients. It's more that. Uh, The idea here is that someone should throw Robin Lopez a bone. He's a nice guy, and he deserves it. So I thought that was He probably doesn't
1: want to be on the All-Star team. He probably wants to go chill over All-Star. If
0: I know the Lopez brothers, there's a museum somewhere in Europe that they're going to over the break. Um. They
1: are not that (laughs) far from Disney. Wait, which is the one? It's in L.A. Which is the Disneyland or Disney World is in L.A.? Mm. Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, they're not far from Disneyland. So there you go. Uh, (laughs) Some other responses uh, from Brenda Nukton, Damian Lillard. 25.7 25.7 points per game. Comes to play as hard every night. Deeply involved in the greater Portland community and leader in the locker room. Like that. I'm not sure the last two necessarily apply to basketball, but he. Yeah.
0: I think the other stuff for sure. I like Kevin McAllister. Uh, Giannis showed solidarity with Bucks fans by cussing at his coaches. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. A whole, that's that's
1: a, a whole separate topic, though. <laughs> that's a good Bucs point, though. coaches.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Joel and Morris s Joel and B has already surpassed half his games played total from last season. Has he
0: really? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow, I guess so. And he's playing, I mean, minutes-wise, I think he's already played more minutes than he did last season because he's, he's playing wow. real minutes. Uh, a lot of Al Horford love. Jeff Victory,
1: uh, Al Horford, this team needs at least two All-Stars, and as much as Kyrie closes all their games, Horford is the cog of that offense, and perhaps even defensively, I would remove perhaps. I would say yeah, he yeah. is.
0: We also have the Detroit Bad Boys here. Said Andre Drummond, rebounding, free throws, passing, and no post-ups and free throws. And Tobias Harris— taking his game to the next level prolific and efficient from three has opened up his game in the pistons offense mike pina also shot us a tobias harris note so tobias harris getting some love i could see him sneaking in
1: yeah it's just a matter of does he beat out horford or right. love or the any of the unicorns uh friends of the bird rights folks i think y'all can find some good reasons <laughs> to put ad and demarcus cousins in the all-star game yeah we, we did can. Yeah. jed deering bradley beal career best points assists rebounds steals blocks free throws this is three sentences but i'll take it more points per game than two guard rivals derozan oladipo more consistent than wall to start season as i was saying yeah uh so there's that and then just real quick from uh our friend whitney to close the victor oladipo loop uh victor <laughs> oladipo as she said is averaging 23 points a game and shooting 46 percent from behind the arc and this is what happens when you move home and free yourself from russell westbrook <laughs> I'm just going to throw this thought out there, to, and I'm going to end on this. Yeah. Is Kevin Pritchard right? Uh, yeah. Is it time to like – how has nobody yet written the – Kevin Pritchard actually has the last laugh about the Paul George trade piece. Uh, I'm surprised that nobody in the Indiana market has done that. And if someone has, let me know. I'm surprised I haven't seen that piece yet. We have multiple Indiana writers who could, could write that. Yeah, we've talked a little <laughs> bit about that. I'm just saying like like nobody has, nobody has made that – I haven't heard that yet before. And yeah. yet – Paul George is playing like he is. is having a better, better season year, yeah, than, yeah, than Paul George is individually. Sabonis yeah. is pretty good, too. He is They're good. both pretty young. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't heard
0: more talk about that. Yeah. Maybe everybody just kind of wants to wait a little Dude, longer. Dude, Cantor's been arguably better than Anthony, too, for the, for the Oh, mix. yeah. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> it's, good it's just all around too. things are happening. Uh, yeah, the Thunder are a whole separate thing. So, yes, those are all-stars. Let us know uh, who we snubbed. And, again, those are all-stars as if the season ended today. Let us know why your favorite player, who we didn't mention, belongs on that list. Yep. Yeah. That's that, Uh and yeah, I mean it's been a it's been a fun, interesting year. It, it,
0: this was actually, I'll be honest, like a little easier than I expected. Yeah, it was some, for some of these. With some definitive standout performances so far, and and a lot of the young guys who last year we may have been tentative to put on this list, like a Porzingis and Embiid, etc. Like. They're just surefire all stars now. Like, yeah, these are the, the future of the NBA. Came in a wave this year, and it, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys happened to be in the Eastern Conference. It wasn't just Giannis who was the future. It was your Porzingis and your Embiid's, your Simmons, right? Um, your Bradley Beals, Otto Porter's. You know, Beals like what twenty four.
1: Yeah, old, he's I mean, super he's young. Still, still really young. Old I
0: mean, Depot was like twenty-four. We're talking about a rookie as a starting guard. Yeah, at right, this point, point.
1: Right. and you know, also there have been injuries. No Kawhi. No, um, sure. And the Warriors have been a little. We didn't even mention Draymond Green at all. Yeah, right? and
0: Draymond's been been good. He's just it's he's been who Draymond is. He's yeah, you know, it's the, know. The cog in the wheel on a, on a really really good team. Who's um, it's interesting with the Durant thing, and we'll talk more in another podcast all about all of this because we have we had touched on, you know, if one of them went down, would they still win you know, the East, the yeah, Western Conference and the championship if one of those guys went down? How seriously? I mean, I don't think these injuries are all that serious. I, I think, think it's that, just they're kind of messing around. I think it's half and half. I think that Durant's foot issues are always going to be taken more seriously because of who he is and his history with foot issues. But they're also learning that the league is, is more competitive. And so when they sit a guy like him and then double down with giving Curry another night off and he's had three or four games off now at this point. Or they point. just don't care. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing, and that's to go full circle to the LeBron where we started this whole conversation. Like, when LeBron cares, it's a different Cavs team. When LeBron doesn't, different Cavs team. When the Warriors care, they can score 50 points in a quarter on you. When they don't care, mm-hmm. they can lose to the Sacramento Kings. Like... You know, that's why you see so many weird uh, records so far. It's why you have like an under 500 team making the West now playoffs potentially instead of in the. Well, they've East. been injuries
1: as well there.
0: For sure. There's been tons of them. I mean, look at Utah's injuries. You, you look at. Um, uh, yeah, Clippers. Clippers injuries. Yeah. The Spurs injuries. Now Denver with
1: no Millsap. And yeah. obviously, yeah, I mean, no Kawhi kind of really clarified the West playoff, the West yeah. all star picture quite But th- a bit. But then
0: like Oklahoma City hasn't had any injuries. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we could talk a yeah. lot
1: about that team because there's. That's interesting. Yeah. We talked a lot about it last year. Well, we'll
0: get Eddie on here later on and, and have yeah. him get passionate about that. But um, <laughs> anyhow, so these are the All-Stars as of 20-ish games into the season. Um, this is Tuesday, the 28th of November. There's some good games this week. Um, actually, Sixers-Celtics on Thursday night. Check that out. Are you um,
1: excited that this is uh, the rekindling of the old rivalry?
0: Yeah, down the road, uh, I feel like uh, this
1: I mean, ultimately, like these are probably gonna be the the two best teams in the East for the next five years, right? I mean, they uh, yeah, I, could I mean, don't that. you think so?
0: I could see that, yeah, I mean, look, LeBron. I could see that who's gonna disrupt that if LeBron stays in the east, whatever team he's on, I said in the next five years, okay, well, I'm not he, saying right now, I'm just saying he's like he's aging in reverse. He is Benjamin buttoning us, Mike, so he's you're still telling- the fucking best athlete <laughs> in the world, and he's like thirty three now or whatever. okay
1: all right it, well, what if he goes? I mean, I know I know. Like, realistically,
0: like, these are going to be the—these are the two yeah. teams that Look, I, I are, like, the future it. of the Eastern Conference. I love it and I hate it. And here's why. I love it because it's great—it's great to have Boston and Philadelphia playing against each other in, in big sporting events, specifically basketball. And, obviously, the age pair-ups here are fantastic. Just the symmetry of the picks that could have been on either team, you know, with Simmons and Brown being in the same draft, one and three picks, and then, obviously, Tatum and Tatum. And eventually. Yeah, and, I mean, there's a lot of layers yeah, to this. There's a, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, what I don't like about it is about half of my friends in my life are from the greater Boston area. They listen to this podcast. Um, they're all my, my entire you know California group of people that are all came from Newton, Massachusetts and the whereabouts there. Uh, they're infuriating. And uh, they think But that, please continue to listen to yeah, this podcast. Yeah, but keep listening, <laughs> Afi and, and Greg. You guys know who you are. With that in mind, so— yeah, it brings personal animus back into the situation, which sucks. But at <laughs> the same time, that's what sports is, though, man. I love hating Danny Ainge, and it's something that I can generationally um, relate to my father because he hated Danny Ainge the player, and uh, now I get to hate Danny Ainge the. There you go. Like so father, like son. That's nice. But um, we'll get we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that when they're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, this year. So with that in mind, um, <laughs> I heard you say that. <laughs> with that in mind, though, uh, everyone, please. Um, keep sending us uh you know uh, all these questions and stuff. You can see today like it was important that we got your opinions and it always is. So uh yeah. keep shooting those to us. Keep listening to this pod. Give um, us a give us some feedback. Yeah. Uh nice reviews. We need
1: one more to get to the magic number of 69. <laughs> <laughs> so to you whoever who do you want to do you want to be our 69th reviewer? Yeah. And yeah, and then,
0: and then from there just get us to 100. So send everyone get those reviews in there. Um, and again, we don't uh, we obviously want good ones, but
1: we also want like constructive ones that have yeah. ways to improve too. Like we want to hear what you which of these podcasts you guys actually liked, which um, you know, you, necess- you maybe
0: want to see more, which you want to see less. Uh yeah. we, you know, we're yeah. always tinkering. Yeah. Yeah, it's a work in progress here. So uh, until next time, assuming that this work in progress has a show next time. This is the Limited Upside Podcast.